and Collective Podcast is just back for the shenanigans and the shit shows that just begin to speak for themselves. And it is three years of a reunion in the making with our special guest, a former guest nonetheless, Antonio Gerardo. Oh my god, I'm back. I'm back with my boys. Can't believe you brought me back. The first mistake was having me on in the first place three years ago. Second mistake was having me back. Well, you know what? Trial by fire, baby. I'm back. I'm here those, with all the boys. For those of you that don't know, he uh, he made a boo-boo on, on the last episode <laughs> that we were on. You mean a poo-poo? You can clearly Ooh. hear me cutting <laughs> the, the edit on the episode. You had to put I'm, the edit hat on. Yeah, and the oh. edit hat on. Not going to say what it was or why, Yeah. but he went on a 30-minute rant. <laughs> That may or may not could have gotten Jerry fired from his job. Could have gotten Jerry <laughs> fired. Thank God we weren't in cancel culture yet. Yeah, they would have had the been knock on your door. Like, we know you're saving him. No, He's a, under the bed. I'm you were knocking on the doors for cancel. I, yeah. I still think, I think it was pretty strong at that point. We're starting to pick up steam yeah, in 2018. Yeah. Yeah. We, it, was, it was 2018, the end of 2018, so we were kind of getting into... We're getting into it. The, the, the election season. See, cancel culture should have really happened when Joe joined the podcast, because that was about like a year <laughs> well, or so within the uh, grunge of well, it. Well, you guys gave me the reins to help get me guests, so you let me bring him back, so yeah. hopefully this doesn't go off the rails very quickly. You're welcome. <laughs> he was my gateway back in here. He's like, oh, they got Joey? I'll be back in no time. I'll be back. Yeah. I, mean, I got Kenny. I got Kenny K to come oh, back on. So episode, I had to. Yeah. I had to get you. I had to get you on. So yeah, yeah. I'm glad. Glad to be back. Now, Joe, have you heard the unedited version of that episode? Is it, is it Christian? Does is that it, exist anywhere? Oh no, it, it, it exists. <laughs> um, it exists. I don't think so. But no, Chris, it does. It does. No, it to does self. have a hard drive deep, deep in the archives of my house. <laughs> triple, triple encrypted. I'm, I'm sure that that's what she said. Joke somewhere yeah. mixed no, in there. No, so, 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 so you know how, like, back in the early 2000s, like Disney would be like, "We're opening the vault <laughs> of like." Here's Cinderella on VHS or DVD for like the, for a limited time only. That's the vault. It's in the it's in the Disney vault. It, it's being looked up looked at by top men. Uh, the Caputo top vault. men. All right, Family Guy. No, okay. that's it's Indiana Jones. Which <laughs> is reference on Family right. Guy. Yeah, it's, look, it's being looked at by top men. You know, you're referencing men a lot. Is yeah, this something you're trying to tell us? Like, no, no, there's nothing. Top and men in is a it, certain it, community. Is, is there a... something you're... Like like Seinfeld said, there's, like, there's, not, there's not anything wrong with that. I just no. see two and a half men in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of two and a half men, Jared. No, so obviously, since oh. the last time you're breaking on, balls. Exactly. Obviously, since the last time you're on, it's a whole different world, a oh. uh, chaos world. But I guess it, it leads us to our first question. Yeah. How much comedy gold has the COVID pandemic provided for you? Oh, it's great. And I went to a spiraling depression, <laughs> interacted with only my family every day. Yeah, it was great for everybody, you know. Now I'm here with my boys. I was just an excuse to get out of the house. Just happy. You know, and that was good. You know, the pandemic was good for comedy because it made people grind harder than they had to because all the clubs closed down. Oh, yeah. So uh, even when they qualified as a restaurant, they still weren't able to get enough capacity to get people uh, inside. So a lot of people were just putting comedy shows anywhere. You know, bus stops, you know, backyards, driveways, any public place you could kind of spread people out and just draw a crowd. They were doing open mics everywhere. And just wild. an interesting observation because people like who were comedians before the pandemic, mm-hmm. they used to shit on people who used to do like, who were doing social media at the oh, time, yeah. trying to do skits and everything like oh, that. Yeah. I feel like the worlds have collided since then. Oh, for sure. Uh, I tried to dabble on TikTok when everyone was dabbling on TikTok. Right. There's a bunch of perverts on TikTok, right? Oh, well, every of other. Here, here's what 
bothered me about TikTok is they took down two of my videos. One, because I used profanity while using nunchucks. Oh, God. What the, what? I said shit maybe three times in, like, under three seconds, and that flag, immediate flag. Then they flagged me because I, I had a penis nose, very tasteful, <laughs> and a penis water gun. And it was one of those things where, like, it was a story where, like, I put the penis nose on and a gun's part of my act. And I killed myself. It was, like, kind of like a poetic statement. Like, oh, I'm destroying the bad you part of myself. You came song conquered. I, I came, I definitely came a lot on myself. And, oh, jeez. I guess that's why they took it down. So they legitimately shut me down immediately. Like, the videos were maybe up for, like, a total of 30 seconds. And then I'm like, oh, whatever, I'll get them next time. And then literally I go to the For You page. And it's literally just young girls shaking their ass. Like, every video. I'm like, that's okay. But a grown man can't just put a penis nose on his face, shoot himself, and kill a collaborative part of his bad self. But that was, no, my art was too bad. But, you know, shake your ass to another Jason Derulo song, young lady. <laughs> that's fine. So, yeah, that, I mean, we briefly were talking about cancer culture before we started recording. And just go back to way back in the summer to a holiday episode. Like, they take a baby, it's cold outside, off the radio, but they play Carly B, like, every fucking day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It sucks filthy. <laughs> so I'm here with these I, saw, I saw the music video and I'm like, what am I looking at? Like, it, it's all asses. Like, it's just butt. It's, it's just, you know, I didn't have a butt fetish, but like now I guess I, I get it. Like, you're I looking it. at your TikTok feed currently. <laughs> I don't have a TikTok. And, and, and Kylie Jenner was randomly in the video. Oh, and yeah. Like a Kardashian needs even more exposure. It was like, well, I mean, look, the Kardashian, a Kardashian has enough exposure. Yes. Hi-oh. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> Leave the comedy to Anthony. Okay. <laughs> so uh, to piggyback to what you said, can you talk about more uh, through the comedy show, the backyard or bus stop? I don't know if you were just joking with that. But no, they literally. Like open mics, so you had to be invited. So, so um, I mean, there weren't really shows yet. Or, so... Uh, a few of my friends, like, colleagues in the comedy community were, like, a big gang now. We're, like, you know, what's the fifth borough? Have you probably seen it? You exactly. know, it's me, Greg Robb, Pat Haggerty. I'm sure there's some other people. Darren Joseph, yeah. John Kirshner. Like, we all kind of, like, collectively, like, how you guys have, like, the joint podcast. Everyone who has a show, you know, helps each other out. So we're, like, kind of a network of comedians. So before we started doing anything, Jersey jumped on the bandwagon first. And they were, like, because, you know, Jersey just have more real estate than uh, oh, New yeah. York. So people had these huge Jersey backyards were just having people come over and just do open mics in their backyard. So like one comedian literally barbecued this guy, David Hodge, a New Jersey comedian. Oh yeah, he's dude. pretty cool. Yeah, you definitely met him. He yeah. was definitely during your time. I sound like an old man. Like, during, during your time. Wait, you actually think I have a legacy in comedy? <laughs> yeah, that's his, funny. Uh, during his time last year. When Queen <laughs> Pauline Murphy ran the world. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's a name. That's a name. That's a long forgotten name. <laughs> That's I'm dating myself. That's I'm dating myself. When she was the queen of comedy here. God bless. She's doing good though. She's doing doing good though. And there's um, a cut right there. There's a cut. God, Christian just can like tel- telepathically edit me now. He goes like, nope. It just he sends like a little well, frequency uh, to the Ghostbuster uh, thing. Uh, again, I'm doing another callback. Uh, um, when, on Kenny's episode, he before New Jersey got bad, they said. He did a lot of his filming for some of his movie projects yes, in New yes. Jersey. So you're saying the same thing for your comedy. For comedy, show. yeah. I mean, Jersey was always more lax than New York early pandemic. So, like, more people were more, like, free there. Like, in terms of, like, they weren't too freaked out about anything. Like, like you know, being, you know, packed into, like, a tight space, like a backyard or, like, a bathroom or whatever. So, like, this guy literally, Dave Hodge, invited all these comics to his backyard to do an open mic. 
guy is like a grill master. He literally Bobby flayed the shit out of everything. Like, guy had racks of ribs and like oh. he had he made I think Juicy Lucy hamburgers. So I he, love Juicy Lucy. Dude, they were so good. Did, did you know what a Juicy Lucy is? I thought he was referencing the rust. No, no, no. <laughs> oh no, no, yeah. no, no, no. Juicy Lucy is it's 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 two two patties. Two patties with so the they, cheese. So the they they take two patties, they put cheese in the middle of one, and then they swipe. They basically like ravioli the. Oh yeah. The, 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 um, oh, hence the name. I love the rest. And then when you bite into it, when you bite into it, it's like molten. We, yeah, it just we're, burns your mouth. We're so good. fans of the restaurant Juicy Lucy yeah. at Enfado Capitano that took uh, over the old uh, Rocco Toto's oh, location. Oh, for sure. But trying spot. to give David yeah. job at uh, uh, Juicy Lucy. Anyway, so back to guys, your paid sponsor Juicy Lucy is the collective so, podcast. Right. Stop here. What was the most <laughs> that we have to pay for? <laughs> what was the most people um you had in these barbecue backyards? Did it get it get too much where the cops had to be? Called? No, I mean. Luckily, the guy's neighbors weren't, like, snitchy, so, like, he had at least, I think, 30 people at one time. Now, here's where the pandemic, this is where you started feeling like there's two breeds of people during the pandemic. Uh-oh. Like, people who are still, like, freaked out but playing by the rules and people who were just balls to wall didn't care. <laughs> so, this guy, Iron Chef Dave Hodge, he just makes this huge plat of delicious, like, barbecue food. People didn't want to eat it, and he, like, took the right precautions. He saran wrapped stuff. He, like, kept stuff covered. Right. Dude, I ate, like, a fat pig. I literally ate all this guy's barbecue. Like, one kid said, oh, hey, you know, I think I might eat ribs. You, they looked pretty good. I'm like, dude, they're gone. I ate them all. I look like I got toddler who got caught, like, with his hand in the cookie jar. Barbecue sauce all smeared all over <laughs> me. Like, it was just glazed and sweet, delicious barbecue sauce. And I looked the kid down in the eyes like, dude, you snooze, you lose. Like, you were afraid that this guy might give you COVID via rib. And guess what? I ate it all. I'm the hero here. I saved you from potential COVID ribs. But yeah, that's what the doctor says, so. COVID via ribs. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, you, you ate ribs without a mask, and... You deserve it. I hope it was so delicious. We could probably tell you stories for days of people not leaving and yelling at other people for <laughs> being out on your belt. But what's your take on like how COVID brought out the best and worst people and the people that actually stayed inside and yelled at other people say, Oh, you're you are patient zero or you're gonna uh, or, or you're gonna you you you're killing people. Like, like here's the thing, like I'm kind of like it's funny because like I work in healthcare. It's okay, Joe. I know, I know patient zero is one of these people. Which one is it? <laughs> no, so like, I work at a hospital, so I didn't get a break at all this pandemic. I worked oh, right. the whole time. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Job, so you're welcome, but, um... Which hospital? I work at... Uh, well, I, listen, I learned from my first episode. You don't disclose too much information, because <laughs> you have to cut it out, and maybe someone might get fired. But yeah, I work a at local, a, fruit, a local hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, 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 On I'll, the island? Uh, in, the, in the city. In the city. The okay. city. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, I, so during the pandemic, like, I had people, like, freaked out about, like, wanting to leave, like, wouldn't leave their house and stuff. I'm like, dude, I'm in and out of patients' rooms with COVID, and I'm fine. I come out unscathed. Obviously, I know that they have COVID, so I can take the precautions. Right. I'm not going in there making out on, with people on ventilators. <laughs> but that's, like, the way they would look at me. They're like, people didn't want to come near me because, well, you work at a hospital. You're, like, just smothered in, like, COVID. Like, I just go in there, and like I said, they would think I'm doing, like, a pole dance on the patient's IV line. Like, <laughs> like what do you think I'm doing in that? I go in there, I do my exam, one, two, three, and I'm out. Like, these people, like, really treat it like, like, like leprosy. Like, yeah, you would I, think. I, I, I could tell you, like, my, my cousin was telling me about, she she, she, knew, she knows somebody who's, it's a family. It's, like, uh, this woman has, like, three children, a husband, and she works in the hospital. So she rented a tractor trailer, put it on the side <laughs> of her house. And she lives in the tractor trailer. She hasn't seen her family in like a year. So she just lives in the so trailer. She lives in the tractor. She goes oh to work at the hospital, God. comes back in the and, trailer. In, in, in the trailer, waves yes. out, waves out the window, <laughs> waves to her kids, 
and just refuses to like come inside. So also, oh, if a trailer's yeah. in front of her actual house yeah. that she owns. Yeah. So like, so like, we're in we're in Jerry Square right now. So yeah. just pretend like <laughs> his driveway. This attractive trailer. This is the attractive. Yeah. Wow. So like, yeah. I can make this attractive trailer, dude. Like, I feel like she's just selfishly like, does she have any kids in the house? Yeah. Like, look, I get to play tent and camp every day, and you're yeah. just staying in the house like a loser. <laughs> Like, I would make fun of it. I would, like, just, like, I would, like, get, like, a paintball gun and, like, shoot the house. I'm like, oh, I'm shooting COVID pellets at you. Know? <laughs> so, to really mess with the kids. So, to get away from COVID, I don't yeah. know if you guys have any questions more with COVID. Yeah, I know COVID. Hot well, takes on COVID. <laughs> yeah, we did a couple episodes to get up to talk about our experience. Yeah. So, to dip more into comedy, so, Jerry uh, is dipped into her own comedy for a little bit. Um, and and, and then, I, then I drowned. Right. Well, Jerry had one of my favorite bits ever. Was oh, that comic yeah. book Jones? I think I brought this up before. You're welcome. He you goes are, up. You want to share the story, Jerry? You share. You, my, my you share the story. So story. I've, seen I've seen you do. I've seen you do comedy before this point, like the roast and stuff. You've like done that. roast. I, I think I judged the roast battle. Or I was in the roast. I can't believe you let me win. He's actually. Yeah. <laughs> I, I never saw any of the roast battles, but he's actually pretty good. No, it's good because you know, as you keep it clean, because a lot of people go for low blows on right. roast, but you kept it smart and like just really like. Wow, okay, he made fun of this guy in, like, a very smart way. Like, you could have said the guy was bald. You could have said the guy was this or that. But he goes for, like, these, like, the littlest detail someone would give him in a bio. Like, he would just, like, attack that. I'm like, oh, damn, motherfucker used Rosetta Stone? And Jerry's like, <laughs> oh, Rosetta Stone for English? I don't know. What, but he had, so, like, smart jokes like so that. So a little background on the comic books Jones store, rest in peace. side. Um, so I remember talking to you at that time. I was like, oh, finally a chance to see you. It was a Friday and a free open mic. So I invite Jerry, hey, do you want to go to a free comedy show? Uh, Anthony's performing. He's like, oh, yeah, definitely. I'm in. He gets, he texts me or calls me a little while <laughs> later. He's like, oh, guess, oh, I, I, I'm on the show. I'm performing. I'm going to do a bit. Jerry, I asked you to go, go <laughs> to the show, not, be, not get on not the show. On the show. <laughs> you know, what you didn't realize when Jerry was like, yeah, I'm in. He meant he was in the show, not he was in the no, show. No, I meant Ed to go out, so like... I'm going to make some good calls. Christian. Very good. <laughs> yeah. So, but, okay. but anyway, so... So, so, so yeah, it's a, so, Jerry, you did your... Uh, so, uh, what was your... What was your famous team? bit. So, yeah. I haven't seen Jerry in a while, and Jerry goes up there like a boss, flips out his cell phone, and just orders food from, like, Mike's Place Diner, like, with his stage time. It was the most incredible... I've never seen anyone ever, like, order food like, mid-set. <laughs> And, like, I think you were, like, messing with the, like, person taking your yeah. order. They were like, you want extra pickles? Like, yeah, I want extra pickles. And he was just really getting, like, he was really just getting into it. Like, yeah, like it was almost Jerry, like phone sex. Yeah, yeah like, no, like, Jerry, the best was, like, you were saying about the pickles. You, 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 I, if I was in your head feeding you lines about the pickles, I would have been like, oh, well, how, how big of a pickle do you have? And, you know, what kind of pickles? Or, yeah. Wasn't your original idea a pizzeria, but they closed? The pizzeria closed, and I got my set moved back, so I had to think on the Who fly. else can I call? You just going right. to your Rolex? I was, like, dude, I was Googling shit outside, like, who was over? <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I was out there with you. You were like, oh, man, I don't know who to call. And I was like, call the colony. I forget, the, I forget this one comedian's name, but it was actually his first, might have been his first show. He did a whole bit on like uh, autism. Ah, uh, it's your boy Duca. Yeah, he's he's one of he's royalty now. Yeah. And like he's like, oh, all we get is like a pu- all we get is like a puzzle piece or like the symbol. Like, That'd he, be it. That yeah, was yeah, great. yeah. He's that still he's still thing. doing those jokes and stuff. You know, he's good. I mean, he's all he's a special needs comic for I, the team. I, 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 <laughs> he's a diversity. <laughs> he's a diversity hire for the thing. We have, we have and cut the uh, and cut, cut and cut. No, uh, so um. I, I, I could tell you a funny story about Joe that night. Oh, no. So, so Oh, no, it's not bad. Well, it's bad in the sense that, like, you didn't know. But it's bad in the sense, like, I was... What else you, is like, new? No. Oh, no. boy. So, like, 
all the people were up there, and I'm like, oh my, looking in the corner at this guy holding a guitar, and I go, oh my god, it's terrible Tim. Oh, I love the. And brother, I'm man. like, and, and Joe's like, oh, I, you know, let me say hi to him. I'm like, Joe, for the love of God, Joe, I know I make fun of you about a lot of things, and we all I, do. I don't think Please, I... for the love of God, don't talk to him. Uh, I didn't talk to him. I don't think. Yeah, no, no. And, no, and I was explaining to you why. I says, do you want to be a song? <laughs> he's like not really he's like then just don't talk don't 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 talk to him don't make eye contact with them I'll, just don't <laughs> i'll have you know i have a terrible tim song oh, dildonio gerardo my, oh, mom, oh, 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 my mom's friend my mom's friend has a has a song about who's your mom uh friend. No, my mom's friend who's your mom's friend so my mom is it nancy richards no it's uh pat pat brady pat brady no, i never pat heard brady. that one so pat that's, that's, and, that's and a deep I can, cut, terrible Tim. I can I can sing the song because I know. It. So, <laughs> so, she goes, Pat Brady, she's a mean old lady. <laughs> so uh, so he does he only make songs with people he doesn't like or gets into beefs with? No, or? he actually he's uh. So here's the funny thing with Terrible Tim is when uh, during the peak of the COVID pandemic, you know he's he's and he calls it the fake bug. Yeah. So, so of course he does. So he calls it the fake bug. So he said it all the time. I thought it was the funniest thing because he would literally walk into like restaurants that had the mask mandate, and uh, they would tell him to wear a mask. He goes, "Are you an idiot? You believe this bullshit in the fake bug?" <laughs> and I'm laughing because I'm like, "Oh my god, he's definitely he's brainstorming a song right now. He's gonna take down this establishment. It's gonna be a oh, big nose case. It's gonna be the next song, big nose case." Dun, 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 dun. Like his songs have the same formula. He says the name of the thing. Why he thinks you're a conspiracy, and then like, why you should suck his balls. So, That's literally so, so, the legend. So you know how like when I used to work at CTV, yeah, like he predates my time at CTV. Oh, he's like a rock, by like yeah. by like five, six, seven years. So, That's a legendary. So he's name. a YouTuber. So um, excuse me, he's a he's an Adam he's Adam Sandler next with a YouTube conspiracy yeah. theorist. No, yeah, he, I, he he would. So so you know like CTV, right? So, yeah. You know, yeah. Like, two o'clock in the morning, they'll show some unsavory things. Oh yeah. Like, but um, it's just his show would be on at like past one a.m. because he would just throw out explicit. Oh like, yeah, he was like in the same time block as like industrial television. Oh yeah, industrial. It television. was industrial television and terrible Tim show. And then and then like late night with Johnny. P. Oh, late night with Johnny P. I love yeah. late night. Like Morano Vision. I know. <laughs> I know at least one person that I think we all know, but um, but that. Terrible Tim made a song about it. It was on YouTube, but it was an actual legitimate beef. Oh yeah, I, oh, I, Jane I, Miller, loved, maybe? I loved it. Yeah, Are we I, well, I won't say it on there. Oh, I said it already. Shit, that's another cut. <laughs> well, yeah, no, but he had like he had like a storied beef with that person. We like went on for like almost a decade. Cause I, th- I, I think we we're talking about the same. I hope I think we we're talking the same about guy. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly yeah, the same, yeah. same guy. He, well, yeah, I know him too. And I and I laugh because I have a beef with him. So oh yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan. We'll cut so, out the name. I said the name, but you could just you know ninja that out. Uh, so I guess, uh, so how? What in your opinion? What's your what's the difference between being funny with your friends and funny in front of a crowd of strangers? Guys, you guys are my family now. Now, we're, now we're funny with family. Yeah, fun, fun, fun with family. No, so I mean, I know you were interested in doing stand up. I want you to do an open mic because they're flourishing I'll cons- now. I'll consider it. Oh, yeah. no. the I have to write your lines. Though. No, you can't. Yes, so, I can. All right. So funny with friends. Like right now, we are all having fun. We're yeah. loose. Yeah, it's loose. <laughs> We all have shared experiences with each other, so you could throw out a joke that doesn't really need to be, like, set up, so to speak. Like, how I could be like, oh, man, remember when those people uh, almost got Jerry fired? Like, he knows what I mean. <laughs> it's funny. You people in podcast land don't know why, but you're never going to see it because it's in the Caputo vault. Unless you want to see it. All right, you know what? It's fine. It's fine, because I'm going to go on a tangent because I'm going to say too much. <laughs> so, um, that's where the copy is going. So that's where the cut's going to go. 
So that's the thing is like when you're funny with your friends, you're loose and you're not really trying hard because you know, you're just having fun. But on stage, you have to have like an agenda, but you still have to kind of feel like you're you don't. You know what I mean? I think the biggest difference is inside jokes. Oh, for sure, yeah. What inside jokes on stage? Inside <laughs> jokes with like your friends and oh, stuff yeah. like that, because you can't get away with them on stage. As I've like, tried to get away with myself. Like, well, you, I know you tried doing impressions of uh, certain friends in one of your shows. That of course we're gonna laugh at, but um, the crowd um, at a I think it was hashtag bar. Oh yeah, yeah. Fell cup and they're like, "What the fuck? You Who know? is this yeah. guy?" Yeah, I wouldn't really call that place a crowd, but like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think that place. Ever I think happened. I was the crowd. You were the crowd. <laughs> so I get away. So what we have in, in in our group of friends, we call them called cheap pops, like from wrestling with yeah. Mick Foley. Uh, Chris, 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 Chris and I are wrestling fans. We get yeah, it, yeah, yeah. So you get the cheap pop. Yeah. So we used to like. <laughs> yes, Christian, the AEW show. So like some comedy shows now with COVID, but even before COVID, like you'll have a comedy show and you won't get a lot of audience members, but you'll get a lot of comics that show up to support the show, and sometimes they'll get some time if. Another comic drops off. If the show runs shorter than expected, they'll throw some comics at the top of the bill. So sometimes your audience will be mostly comics. Yeah. So like the show I just did at Little Victory Theater was mostly comics. It was all my boys, you know, Carter's own brothers, Pat, Darren, the whole gang, right? So this place in uh, Little Victory Theater, have you ever been to Little Victory Theater? Yes. Tiny little place right Once by Better and like the schools over there on Victory. Yeah. Uh, they have this autograph as soon as you walk in of Gary Sinise. Gary Sinise, wow. Gary Sinise. I'm just looking at it. I was like, why the hell is fucking Lieutenant Dan the first thing I see when I come into a little hole in the wall? Staten Island is the one place where you could get away with just random shit. It's like, oh yeah, Mick Foley got fucking drunk here. So I see Gary Sinise and it just bothered me. So I was waiting to go up. Like me and like Greg and Rob were like, we're we're breaking balls about Gary Sinise just trading. We're making up war stories about Gary Sinise. Just fictional situations like, yeah, you know, Gary Sinise came to Staten Island. Then my mother made him sauce and he wouldn't leave. He slept on the couch. And we're saying this around other audience members to like, a, a, like, well, we're in the crowd to like entertain ourselves. And the audience members like, are these fucking guys serious? Do they really know Gary Sinise? Because they see this picture when you walk in, it says Gary Sinise like a big deal on, on Staten Island. So when I finally get on stage, I tell the uh, the the host of the show if they could, uh, you know, when they do my credits, they say, hey, listen, blah blah blah, this guys performed here there. Also, he wants me to let you know that he's a personal friend of Gary Sinise. <laughs> Nice. So now these audience members who just heard me like just just going on these weird tangents like in the background about Gary Sinise, I just kept referencing Gary Sinise every two to three minutes in my set, and like at that point, like I took something that me and my friends were just bullshitting with in the crowd in the audience while we were waiting to go up, and now they're dying because they think it's ridiculous, and like, I'm just talking about Gary Sinise. So there's ways it's like the crowd is your friend. You can make the inside jokes land. If they find it funnier than the audience, and the audience kind of is almost like it's contagious, yeah, it's lit, they'll be like, "Oh my god, these guys are fucking cracking up." This is this guy's just going on about Gary Sinise. It's like a disguised well, hype man. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's like Jerry, what you were saying about how Staten Island random things. Yeah. Oh, I so, love so like, I I went to uh, Goodfellas today to get pizza. Mm. You walk in, they have a big shrine. To De Blasio, not in a good light. <laughs> not in a good light. The fork thing. In De Blasio, and it says and it says Fork Gate, and it's got a picture of him with. <laughs> oh, that's oh, good. Gate, and yeah. I think the actual fork is there. Is in is in the frame. Oh god. Yeah. So, um, to use a wrestling term, so one thing that wrestlers do, like. Like your audience, a lot of times other comedians. So yeah. to get a reaction from the other wrestlers in the back, they, I've heard them use the term "popping the boys." Oh yeah, yeah. popping the, pop the boys. So, I pop them boys all the time. Like, um, 
but like for example, like The Rock doing the people's elbow was a total random and a joke to get I think get a reaction from the other wrestlers that from Taker. Not, from Taker. <laughs> yeah, he just wanted to get pot, make Undertaker break character, and he still won. Doing. Hey, so <laughs> he still won. Break. Oh, here's a off the cuff question: how, how how similar is pro wrestling and comedy? Like oh, stand up comedy. So it's funny. A lot of wrestlers wind up doing stand up comedy. I know Mick Foley dabbled. RVD, I think, Dolph does Ziggler. it. Dolph Ziggler. Has the Miz tried it? No, no. not yet. He would, he's, yeah, he is. Yeah, uh, yeah. But he'll, he'll probably. He hasn't had real world experience yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think RVD and Mick Foley are more storytelling. They have more but, story, yeah. But Dolph is actually legit going uh, to be a legit stand up comedian. It's crazy he told a story that, you know, one weekend he's in, tra- he's in front of 80,000 people at WrestleMania, for, and then a week later he's in a random coffee shop at an open mic in front of 20 to 30 people and he's so nervous, you know? Yeah, it's, it is a humbling experience because I've had people say, like, oh, wow, you know. I played my instrument in front of, like, a packed house, but then, like, I'm on stage to, like, tell a joke with just me, and I'm, like, shitting my pants. It's a different energy, because, like, I always say, like, I came from a music background, too, so when I was on stage with my bass and three other guys playing music... You had shields. Shields, yeah. I know that all the focus isn't on me, so if I screw up a note, whatever, right. no big deal. The guitarist is probably being obnoxious and soloing yeah. anyway. I guess, <laughs> I guess one fear or concern I have is, like, um, you know... Something in your head is so funny, so committed. You try it, it doesn't land, and you have that audience of blank stares, and then you, you, you know, I, I get nervous. Or well, nobody's gonna throw fruit at you. Joe. No, no, fruit's too expensive now. I wish. That, <laughs> see, I wish that would fucking happen in shows. I just wish like you would get shit thrown at you. The, the, the biggest tomatoes. I wish they would throw tomatoes at me. I would just fucking catch that shit. Thanks, you did half my grocery shopping. So we alluded to roasting earlier. So a friend Jimmy about four years ago got married. He, you know, he didn't want no bachelor party. He didn't. He didn't want to do a trip. So we came, so the three of us uh, came up with the idea. Uh, we booked the back room at Lee's Tavern, and he thought it was just another hangout going to Lee's Tavern, getting pizza, whatever. So the three of us worked together, and one by one, a few of us all roasted him. Oh, so, that's great. So I cringe, uh, I cringe at looking at the video because you know oh, yeah, you're, you're reading jokes at all written out, and it's in front of your friends. Some land, some don't. Inside jokes. Yeah. And then he proceeded to get obsessed with them, and I've gotten ro- a surprise roast. Christian's got Jerry's usually the, the host. The MC <laughs> and Jerry wants to be. And he wants to be roasted, like, no. but the thing is, you know, it was coming. So that's a story for another day. Oh, so, it is coming, isn't so it? So apparently, <laughs> so apparently, according to Jerry, um, I've gotten funnier landing the inside jokes. But these are people you know for years and years. Well, your one freestyle comeback, well, like just of, fucking killing. Oh yeah, everybody. I read. Oh, for so they so literally oh the week. Right before COVID, they surprised me with a birthday roast. Which oh, is, nice. Well, they tried to do it a couple times to do a surprise roast, but they finally did it. So I, I, for, I ended up doing a freestyle rhyme of, I can't even repeat some of the things I said to oh, them on yeah, here, yeah. but I, I ended up coming back at each one of them. So. It was really good. The, uh, the joke that I said at my friend's roast that I thought was going to be funny and just, not only was it like crickets, but it, they were like, Oh. Oh. So I like I went like oh you know Jimmy's dad when Jimmy was a kid he wanted to drown his sorrows too bad like he couldn't find a way to drown them or something <laughs> like that and, and, and the, everyone was like oh when I was like, I would find I it thought funny. that was funny in my head so that actually brings up to a good point so yeah you, jokes are gonna bomb and that's okay I'm because you get over it once you bomb a couple of times yeah you, you become numb to it you learn how to do it gracefully like okay that joke didn't land no one left go right on to the next thing 
But, uh, like, I... Listen, if a joke sucks... And, like, here's the thing. is Here's actually a funny story. I think last time I was here, I told about the Hop Shop. Great story. How... Great story. Oh, yeah, yeah. How I got that guy... Got How, you know... Listen, you're going to cross the line, especially when you're trying new jokes. Because you don't know where the line is with certain people. Like, oh, this, yeah, this yeah. could go to, like, you know, Staten Island South is a little bit more conservative than Staten Island North. Uh, where, in terms of, like, what you can get away with saying. Where, like, you know, Northern, they're, they're a little bit more PC, sensitive. let's say. Yeah, more <laughs> sensitive, so to speak. So recently, I went to a North Shore mic, and uh, they had it at a coffee shop. Right. I won't say the name of the coffee shop because they might identify me because they called, I caused quite a ruckus. Not me, but a few of the comics before me, but I certainly didn't help with what I said. So I don't think uh, the, the person who put it together told them, like, hey, this is an open mic. Like, you know, they're going to be trying stuff out. They might say some things are offensive. They'll try to keep it clean, but right. if a few... Bad things get here, out here, there. Like, just it paid them no mind. They're working things out. So, the mic wind up getting pretty packed out with comics and people who are friends of the guy hosting, the guy Darren, Darren mm. Joseph, funny dude. Um, so, the whole audience was all people that for the mic. And every time there'd be a few people coming in to get like a coffee and then they'll maybe watch the show for a little bit and then leave. So, whenever anyone was on stage, they always took the look to the left to make sure no randos were coming in and they weren't going to say anything crazy. So, yeah, we did a, you know, there's a few jokes that, you know, were, I guess, a little racially driven. Insensitive. Insensitive, yeah. Like, uh, I did a joke that Fucking was... Fucking white people. So, dude. here's the thing. I did a joke that, that didn't land. So, the joke was, it was when Joe Biden had just fell up the stairs. <laughs> so, I made a joke saying that, oh, man, Joe Biden fell up the stairs. What was he trying to get on to? Uh, Air Force accessor ride. And that part went good. That part went fine. People laughed at that. But my follow-up is where I guess hurt some feelings. I said, well, at least when Uncle Donnie fell to his knees, it was to go down on a porn star. <laughs> and I thought that was funny. Yeah, People laughed. That's, that's pretty clever. clever. Yeah, 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 yeah so I clever. said that. So I thought, oh, hunky-dory, my set's going great. Nothing, you know, whatever. So the next day, I get a phone call from Darren. He's saying, dude, you got me in trouble. I'm like, what do you mean I got you in mm. trouble? I mean, they, people said worse things than I did, like, during that that's, mic. Dude, why did you get... Go so, ahead, Jared. That's a three out of ten. Yeah, that's a three out of ten, like, to get upset about that. So he's like, well, they said one of the girls that worked there, not an audience member, not someone passing by getting a cup of joe, thought that you were um, making light of sexual assault. I'm like, yeah, but did you not read the news are with they, that whole scam? Are they like their own lawyers or something? Yeah, so so here's where it gets crazy. This is where like PC culture scares me and why my wife tells me every day to quit comedy because one day, <laughs> if they're going to get me, the PC police are going to come knocking on my door. It's like, I know you're housing a fugitive. He's in there. <laughs> so the girl, so I, while I found out more information, so the comics before me told a joke that um, I guess I could paraphrase. It's not my joke, so I won't get in trouble for it. I won't say any names. But I thought it was a funny joke, but this is what started the girl's ears perking up who worked there. Uh, again, you probably know the type, 18 years old, oh, no yeah. life experience, offended by everything. Oh, boy. So his joke, which I enjoyed, is when Dr. Seuss got in trouble. He goes, oh, man, they're getting rid of Dr. Seuss's books, which sucks because that's my reading level. <laughs> that was... Great. That's clever. That clever. Yeah. That's clever. But you see, it's the first thing. It's the, it's never the first thing that gets him. So it's the follow up because you hear the first thing gets a good pop, and then he's like, "Oh, let me push the next part." So he goes like, "Yeah, but they didn't get rid of my least favorite book, uh, One Fish, Two Fish, Black Fish, Jew Fish." <laughs> so he says that, and that's what perked the girl's ears up. And remember, podcast. If Christian cuts this or he doesn't, 
Not my joke. I'm quoting <laughs> no, no, a comedian that's one, not me. It's one cut, two cut, three, three cut. cut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no show. <laughs> how how short can this podcast be? Yeah. So like um so comedy like uh, I guess a comic for example like Bill Burr doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, and, but he's like royalty. He's been kind of like yeah. He's yeah, allowed they, to get away with. After so, but what's, yeah. what's your take on is comedy the safe haven where you can laugh about? everything or like that but like i could see why like racial jokes and jokes about sexual right. assault will be off the limits especially in today's culture but oh, what's sure. your but what's your take on like can comedy be that safe haven to uh joke about anything or certain things should be off limits so i mean like my act my thing is you could do my philosophy in general is you could joke about anything as long as you do it the right way like i remember one of the best quotes i read was in regards to like because someone made a post saying, can rape, can assault, sexual assault ever be funny? And they said, as long as it's not, like, technically, if you make fun of Bill Cosby or Brock Turner or Harvey Weinstein, if you're making fun of them and they're the butt of the joke and not the victim, that's technically, I think, fair game. You never know when the pudding pops. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And funny enough, there was Hannibal Burris in one of his stand-up acts calling out Bill Cosby that led to this whole thing blowing up. Right, exactly. He's one of the the people who came forward about Cosby who really brought it to, like, the light. He wasn't joking about... uh, rape or rape victim he was joking about like how the fuck did this guy get away with how did he get away with with this and then that like sparked this that the 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 scandal you know so so like this comes back to like trigger words so like this girl at the coffee shop heard the trigger word whatever it was and her ears perked up and then this is where cancel culture gets scary so she called the owner while we were doing our jokes the owner has that place wired like it's a fucking Tom Cruise Mission Impossible. She she was yeah. able to watch it from her home, and I'm like, oh shit! So if this guy was two jokes before me, and then she called her. By the time she logged on to her phone, she like had front row seats to the fucking Antonio Gerardo offense show. So like that's what scares me. It's like shit. So like now this person's hearing my jokes out of context because they chimed in because someone got upset. So like it goes back to trigger words. So like technically, if you make fun of Bill Cosby, that's in a sense a rape joke. But, see, the thing is, it's where you're placing... As long as you're never making fun of the victim, I think that's a way you could look at it. Because, technically, making fun of Harvey Weinstein, making fun of uh, Bill Cosby, Brock Turner, the whole list. Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein, yeah. As long as they're the butt of the jokes, and yes. you're not you're not taking away from the victims, you're allowed to, I guess, joke about it in that way. But there's still some people who might disagree with you. It's a very... It's like navigating a minefield is the best so way to talk with, about it. So, with the whole joke that, that you made, Yes. Was the audience laughing? Yes. The audience was all on board. One person. So she must have been like, this comedian's making a joke, but but everyone's laughing, but she just focuses on you. It's like, is everybody going to get like... So that's the scary thing about the PC police is... uh, Everybody's laughing at it. It's always the one... It's it's never the 90 people that are happy. It's the one person who's upset that it's like their voice gets heard the loudest. Mm. And like, I get it. Certain topics are sensitive for people, but like... For them to, like, try and be like, this was set in an open mic, which is essentially a workshop. It's the gym for comedians. That's where we go and test out, test the waters. All right, maybe this joke is good. Maybe this joke needs work. Maybe I should cut this joke completely because it fell completely flat. But, like, okay, if I did a joke like that at a show where I was, like, paid or featured on, and then I, like, bombed and really offended someone like that, then I would be like, all right, that's on me. 
But like these people just hear something and they just want to hit the hit the panic button. They're like, oh, we gotta get this guy in trouble. Get your phone out, record, record, docs, docs. Like it's it's almost like they're like a guerrilla squad. Like they're just ready to just attack at the hear of the word. I, uh, swarm, swarm, swarm. Yeah, so. He said pussy. He said pussy. This wasn't so. And it's, yeah. it's not talking about WAP. <laughs> One joke I heard about Staten Island. We'll get back to that a little bit yeah. later on. But uh, I remember when uh, Pete Davidson had a comedy special coming. Yes, up, yes. And yeah. he he said, um, "I'm just quoting, so don't cancel me." He's like, oh, "We're canceled." He's like, he's like, "You know how do I know people are from Staten Island? They yell that they're from Staten Island." Oh, yeah. He's like. Hurricane Sandy should have finished them off or something in that context. Yes, yes, And yes. I, I remember seeing comments like, fuck this guy. And yeah, I think to myself, you know, he's a comic. He's just trying yeah. to get Yeah, a, but a I, mean, I mean, that's that's the equivalent. Oh, he's part of the 1%. Uh, no, no, no. 1%? Oh, no, no. It's unacceptable. If I was the editor on that <laughs> special, that joke could have been cut. <laughs> no, in the no, vault, in the Caputo that's vault. That's the equivalent of like, of like, of like making like a 9-11 joke. Yeah. But it's like, a lot of people, like I know, half my family got like, oh, got almost got their houses and yeah, yeah. Like, that's out the city. So it's yeah. like you're making a joke about it, yes, but it's like you don't know, like a lot of people. What people affected by it? Okay, he, he probably thought he was okay to say it because he's he's from and still lives on. Yeah, Sunday. but that's not. I I get what you're saying. Um, so I was so. Do you feel? Like, I am the police. No. <laughs> I am the police. I am the one who knocks. Do you, do you think a comedy a comic could have a show? Without it being political, or is it the topic so polarizing? It's hard to avoid these days, and you have to joke about. It. Well, I mean, you're right. Like, well, like, well, you just heard my story yeah, about the president going down on a porn star. Yeah, the, pres- <laughs> the current and the last president. So, so, what's your take on that? So, I personally don't do political humor. I'll do racial humor. I'll do uh, cringe humor. I'll do uh, dark humor. But political, when I, I don't really follow politics that much. I mean. I'm like right down the middle. I'm like a right-leaning centrist. I guess that's what BuzzFeed said, and BuzzFeed's accurate. So don't tell me BuzzFeed's wrong. That's what hashtag real news. BuzzFeed told me what I am. I don't think for myself. I think whatever the BuzzFeed (laughs) quiz says is law. But no, like I'm never really. I'm not really. I've I've always been kind of apathetic towards politics. So it's not something I know about that I could confidently joke about. But if something really big politically happens, like Joe Biden falling down the stairs, like that, I was like, all right, people are gonna be talking about it. Let me write a quick joke about it. But it's usually I do it like from a late night approach. Like I write the joke for like a one and done. I'll never put it a political joke to be permanent in my set. So like another one that went well was um, when Nancy Pelosi ripped up his speech. Yeah. Uh, that night I went to a show. That show was an open mic at uh, the Goat, which is a great place. They had a great mic. Uh, there's two girls in the in the front row. I said, "Damn, mommy, is that President Trump's speech in your back pocket? Because I want to tear that ass up." <laughs> And surprisingly, yeah, that really, I was gonna say that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that went well. They were like, "Oh my god, that's funny." He just wants my booty because I've been watching too much TikTok. But <laughs> the point is, that went fine. But I would never do that joke again. I thought you were like Paul Ryan or something. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like a political joke to me is like a one and done. All right, that was like the trendy thing well, yeah, that people were talking topic. about. It's, it, it's yeah. topical for the time. I feel like po- political jokes they don't have a very good sh- shelf life. Unless you're like a Bill Maher. Yeah, it's every four years to shop Yeah. Like a George W. Bush joke's not going to land in 2020. No, no. It could. Hey, remember that guy who read the book upside down? Whoa. Depends on how you spell W. He, he got a shoe thrown at him. Who throws a shoe, honestly? Yeah, oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> so did you do um, comedy sh- any comedy shows on Zoom? And what, what was your t- <laughs> and what's your take on the sensation of Zoom calls during these times? So, that's okay. If you did comedy... During Zoom, you're a coward. You're a coward and a fraud. Comedy needs to be in front of a live audience. 
But seriously, so a lot of people, so there's a, a kind of a division in the comedy um, community. There's a lot of people who are really scared of COVID that wanted to still do comedy, so they did the Zoom, the Zoom comedy. Right. Which they told me horror stories about because, like, the audience members would be on the Zoom call with you. So when you would laugh or if you would tell a joke, like, if people's connections cut out, they would have missed the punchline completely, and then you're just, like, waiting for them to laugh and then nothing. So, I mean, to me, my comedy doesn't translate to Zoom calls because... I'm, I do a lot of crowd work. I do a lot of riffing. I like, right. to, I like to talk to the crowd. Because to me, that's what comedy is about. Live comedy, it's like, you know, you and the audience, you're having this relationship. So I feel like on the Zoom, how intimate is that? If I'm in my boxers eating Cheerios, I'll be like, hey, man, what's the deal? We're croutons. <laughs> like, like, with just crumbs just coming down my mouth. I've watched one comic literally doing his laundry during, like, a Zoom comedy show. And people are like, either they'll think it's funny or they'll be like, this dude's, like, not taking this seriously at all. So it's like... What did I pay $5 to be on a Zoom call to have these guys make me laugh when I could have just watched the news and, like, watched other things to make me he's, laugh? He's, he's doing his laundry. He goes, watch me put this pink shirt in with the whites. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then he pulls all the white shirts out. They're all pink. Yeah, and, and he's like, oh, I laugh. guess white shirts matter. Oh, no. In no. the Zoom oh. call. That's oh. always good. You can, you can always kick the guy off the Zoom call. And cut. And just... cut. All right, that's our uh, fifth cut of the show. <laughs> show is now probably five shit, minutes. Cut that shit, Jamie. Jerry hosting and the shenanigans he did on Zoom calls in the past year was a comedy show in itself. Oh, yeah, There's the so Zoom call. Jerry would just invite people. Yeah. People didn't even know. Oh, yeah, come on my Zoom call. We'd be like, who is this person? I was literally the Bob Barker of Zoom calls. I'm like, come on down. Come on down. Yeah, you made it no, fun. No, 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 like, like, yeah. no, he's, like, he's like the Oprah, where it's like, you get a Zoom call, and you get a Zoom call, and everybody gets a Zoom call. You get Zoom call. fatigue. Now, you now, get Zoom fatigue. Now I feel bad. I'm like, if you did Zoom, you're not a real comedian. Jerry's like, well, I made my living doing Zoom <laughs> comedies. So the first, What's I think the, the first video chat we did, um, like, it was literally the first week of the pandemic, and we didn't use Zoom yet. Um, we were using Facebook, Facebook, mess- Facebook, Facebook, Facebook Messenger, Facebook Messenger video chat, and 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 it's like a tag team match. And, <laughs> and Jerry and this one guy, we we kept inviting all these random, mostly Jerry, random people. And you're good. Uh, uh, are you still friends? Are you still are you still in touch with Richie Sorge? Oh yeah, Richie Freestyles. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, so Jerry, that was so, so Jerry funny. Invited, that guy's a <laughs> So Jerry invited. Him on, and Richie was inviting all these random people. Oh, I was like, "Hey, look, I'm here with these uh, two bitches." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I heard he, uh, I heard he could fix your credit too. Yeah, 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 too. He tried to fix my credit. I'm like, yeah, I'm already at like an eight twenty. Oh yeah, I'll crush your claw. There you go. Yeah, no, he's doing good. But like, here's what I always tell Richie to be to do comedy. I want a personality for because he's a character, and this actually kind of goes back. I'm gonna retract back because I, I remember what I wanted to say. Is what's similar to wrestling and comedy is that like you know wrestlers they're a stage persona but they're also their backstage persona you know who they are right. out of the ring so the problem i think with cancel culture is too now is that people what they hear on stage they think that's you 100 percent. Right. this is what this guy said on stage thank you sir this is 100 percent what he stands for and what he believes in so i think that's when like people take things too verbatim like, uh, another great place that comedy was great during the pandemic was the uh, Facebook groups. Oh, my I God. I terrorized the shit out of these Facebook groups. Staten Island Neighbors, um, <laughs> Italians Island of neighbors Facebook. Is show Dude, stuff. oh, it's such a cesspool. It's, and it's so funny. It's like, people obviously troll on that. But what generally brings me joy is that there's these middle-aged, like, Italian women that think that the troll is legitimately serious. So he's like, yeah, uh, I locked my keys in my car. Um... 
I'm gonna just go get a brick and break random cars until I find it. They're like, no, don't do that. Like, <laughs> like there's literally these middle-aged women, like you just put outlandish things like, hey, found a syringe on the beach. Should I stick it in my arm? And then these people will literally answer them seriously. Like, have you never been on the internet? Like, like I just thought a troll like that. If you really want to troll, I, I should put I should put you in some of the wrestling group, Facebook group. Oh, please, I will terrorize you, you them. You would have a field day with somebody. The biggest, like, hard on ever. I, I would like, be like, hey, guys, a longtime wrestling fan. Re- wrestling hey. fans could be both the best fans and the worst fans. Yeah. Um, fans. Oh, and never make them happy, but story for another day they never are happy you invite me in there and my first post publicly would be like hey guys long time fan here fell off lately uh remember when uh may young gave birth to that hand is that hand grown up now actually actually Actually, you want to know what's funny they did a reunion show and the hand was there the old wrestlers the old wrestlers and they had somebody dressed up in a hand in a hand <laughs> you would just have to say John. It's not a hand. It's just Scott Hall. He's very decrepit and. You crooked. would just have to say John Cena and Roman Reigns are the two of the greatest wrestlers of all time, uh, and, that, and then, that, and then that, watch that and then watch like um like uh like moths to like a flame or freaking uh uh those 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 lights. And oh yeah, they're just gonna all just, the freaking. What you say? So the wrestling comedy obviously deserve to be back. They deserve to be in live crowds. Oh and for rest- sure and. And WWE was finally back in a like crowd this past WrestleMania. Um, when good. was your first show back, and how was that? What was that feeling like to finally be back in front of people? Well, um, oh, first that, like in a real yeah, show, show. Yeah, a show, show. I, uh, I, might be, I don't know if I was repeating myself from earlier. You talked about the open mics, but a show, show with oh. people. Yeah. So the first I think show, show I did was in Jersey in this place, Tips. This guy Nicky Petito, master impressionist. He does a great Tony Soprano. Look him up, funny dude. He put a show on in this Italian restaurant that had an upstairs room that li- that they actually made a stage in one of like the back catering rooms, right. and it was during like social distance time, so they were able to pack out twenty people that was packed out, and these were just people that were just happy to go out and just have a good time. Yeah, like every comedian did pretty well, and I had like a really good set. And it was just one of those feel good sets. Like this is why we need to get back to normalcy. Because, like, these are people just having fun. They got to forget about the pandemic for a little bit until exactly. every comic joked about it. But that was, like, the first good feeling is being on a stage elevated. Because something about being on stage, and this also I'll retract back to, like, when you said being in front of, uh, being funny in front of your friends, being funny on stage, is that, like, the stage is kind of magical. Because, like, if you were just like, hey, uh, Aunt, tell me one of the jokes you've been working on, you might chuck and be like, oh, yeah, it's funny. But, right. Like, Doing it on stage and seeing it act, act, act it out and seeing the energy it gives to the room. Well, like the that. actions speak louder than words. Yes, exactly. You can't cheat that. So being on a stage elevated, having that because you're in a position of power, like you know, you're you're elevated. Everyone's watching you. Your jokes have like a little bit more merit, a little bit more weight to them when you say them. So it was nice to be back in like a natural habitat. You you, you know what's funny is like I will watch like a comedian on television and I'll just be like, oh, yeah, that's funny. Like I know it's funny. <laughs> Ha <laughs> no, ha! I burned like, no, toast no, it's like, too. I, funny. Yeah. I like listening to the comedian. Yeah, it's funny. But then, like when you're sitting in the audience, the same joke that you listen on the television, but you're in the audience now. You're like cracking up. Well, there, it's like a sensory thing with the crowd. Like yes. you're inclined when other people laugh, you kind of follow along it's with the laugh. Contagious. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, contagious. Like, like, same we, as yawning. 
like like we so I so we we, we might have talked about this mm-hmm. the last time you were here, but we went to Danger Fields. Oh, nice. And oh, no. Jerry, Jerry's sitting there, and he's heckling the. Which time? The second time. Were you, <laughs> were you, were you <laughs> heckling? No, no. Were you heckling the host, or were you heckling? Oh, uh... uh, me and the, the second time, I was fucking ruthless with this dude. I was yeah. bad. But you know what? You ha- I'm glad you did that because honestly, <laughs> some people don't get heckled enough, and like. You have to learn. That's gonna be. It's a reality of comedy. People are gonna be want to be part of the show. People are gonna be like Jerry and obnoxious. People are gonna be Jerry the second time and go for the throat the next time. But as a comedian, you have to be prepared because if you fold under pressure, that's it. Your set's done. So if you can handle the heckler and like get a laugh out of it, you won. That usually shuts what? the heckler down. What was it that you said? Oh, no, I no, don't no, even no, remember. I, 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 I can't remember what you said. You were like. Hey, get new jokes, or like, you said that joke last time, or something. Was it the same guy? I said that, yeah, it was the same guy. I go, get new, I go, I said Like, get new jokes, oh, that that was funny the last time you said that. The jokestore call, they said they (laughs) want their (laughs) overload. The jokestore call, they're running out of you. Yeah, I mean, um, but yeah, I mean, heckling's part of it. I mean, yeah, it it sucks, here, heckling sucks when the comedian on stage doesn't know how to deal with it. Because then you're just derailing the show. But if the comedian could flip that on you, that's a beautiful moment. Because right. that's an organic moment. You can't get that watching someone's five minutes on Letterman. You can't. What year is it? <laughs> you, you can't on a Netflix special. Like They'll cut stuff like that out to make it seamless and timeless. Or have a Kramer reaction. Oh, Kramer. Oh, oh Kramer. Kramer. Kramer was a victim of his own time. <laughs> Kramer uh, culture. Kramer culture. Yeah. <laughs> so, Old KK Kramer. So what coming upcoming shows or project are you working on? Work have coming up? Oh yeah. So uh, next week, uh, Big Nose Kate's is uh, having a show. Okay. It's a Chopin Mike. So it's a show, and uh, any extra comedians are there, we throw on the top. We built a really good re- uh, relationship with Big Nose Kate's. They've been great the whole pandemic. They had us host a few shows in the backyard that were really good. Yeah, they got a nice setup there. Oh, yeah, it was beautiful. And when they didn't have any indoor dining, you could fit 50 people comfortably. Easily. But does she have a big nose? Yeah, I've never met Kate. (laughs) But, um... I would assume she's very self-conscious about her nose, never shows her face public. But, uh... But Thursday night is Big Nose Kate's. That's a COVID nightmare. Oh, yeah, ladies' night and the feeling's right and the COVID's right? Yeah, man. Yeah, dude, I, I never realized how many times I was just nut to butt with dudes and ladies in these packed clubs. We could cancel that, Christian. That's fine. <laughs> dude, I, like, you never realize, like, how close you were to just getting a disease. Like, right. Like, now, like, I guess the pandemic did kind of bring light to that. But, like, yeah, I was nut to butt to, like, dudes, like, waiting to order a drink in Big Nose Cave. I had AIDS well, all around funny, me. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because, like, pre, pre-pandemic, when you would go to Comic-Con, there was oh, always yeah. the joke called the comic-con flu mm. where you'd go knowing that you were going to get sick after oh, Comic-Con, yeah. but not caring oh. and you would oh like clockwork like two days after comic-con you you, you would get a bad head cold oh yeah but now it's like oh my god these comic-cons are coming back like the only oh, person now, i, I, I can't imagine why people are gonna be freaking out i think you were talking about this with paul and when, Giant. We, when yeah. we did the three ugly guys thing yeah. so yeah yeah the comic-con flu yeah Want to do um, rapid fire? Do you have rapid uh, fire, Joe? One more thing. Yeah. Uh, what door? What? Uh, what doors has comedy opened up for you? Not a damn thing. <laughs> Six years it's took from me. You're grinding away. Yeah, no, but like the thing is with me with comedy, oh, I opened my door to life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is the bit. This is it. This is what comedy took me. What's the biggest show you've To Jerry, sh- this beautiful Betty, where you <laughs> Jerry makes love consensually to a lot of lovely ladies. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, oh, we can cut that too. It's fine. This episode's gonna be four minutes. Yeah, fake show? news. Fake, fake news. news. What was the biggest show or game <laughs> you performed? Uh, biggest was um, I won a residency at people now. No, I won a residency uh, at Broadway Comedy right. Club, and with the residency, you get to do uh, three spots on packed nights, and they treat you like a regular comedian. So like. I the night I did luckily had it was the week after Christmas so everyone was in New York for tourism so like I think the room had I think it was like 150 200 people it was like a packed house and it was amazing like getting that moment that like the littlest jokes that would get like a chuckle were like big roars of laughter it was like it was a really good feeling which I've been chasing the whole life. Okay. Adrenaline rushing yeah. that laugh. Yeah. So to play a little game, we'll go around the table. I guess whatever time we have, squeeze it maybe uh, one or two, maybe even three per person. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do a Staten topic, and we want your funny rant on it. We'll start with Jerry. Jerry, throw a topic at him. Staten Island Advance. Oh, yeah. Advance is fake news. Actually, I'm lying. Beautiful. All right, so the girl did a, did a bio. All right, this is actually funny. A, a reporter from the news came to an open mic. And she wanted to do an expose of how we've been doing comedy during the pandemic. And I legitimately, I was hosting the mic. I legitimately screamed at this lady for the entire night. Saying, yeah, I would do an offensive joke on purpose. Like, what are you going to do? Dox me, huh? I'm going to read that. Huh? I'm going to read that tomorrow, you little puff piece. Oh, <laughs> nice. And, uh, so, but nice. she obviously saw I was joking. So I would like do like, I did necrophilia joke for no reason. Like, I did. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, what are you going to do? Oh, Staten Island Guido digs up body to have sex with your grandmother? Huh? <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> Put that in your advance. I'm not the yourself. But uh, she was, she was, she was, nice. she had a lot of fun. But yeah, yeah it's good. so so yeah, I don't respect journalism, to be honest with you. But uh, yeah, that was that was my take on the ad, man. Oh, I can't wait to hear this. <laughs> Driving on Staten Island. Driving on Staten Island. You're welcome. Driving on Staten Island. Like I don't know. I mean, do is everyone just like rich enough to buy their kid like a 350Z? Like all these kids are loaded. Like or BMW. Yeah, BMWs, Audis, like. Uh, uh, who the fuck's funding these kids? Is everyone's dad Vin Diesel? Like, <laughs> were you all related to Paul Walker and he just put you in his will after he died? And, oh, yeah, everyone on Staten Island gets a fucking BMW. Like, everyone's in, like, hurry on this small island. I feel like I get road rage even when there's nobody around and I have an open road. Like, I look in the mirror, there's a car behind me, I look at five seconds later, they're up my ass. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you want to And then they, they speed off. Um, they speed off and they just meet you at the next, you see them at the next traffic light anyway, but it's, it's gotten so ridiculous. I remember like, um, like on a Sunday night, like it was like 1130, who's going to be on the road. So I, I barely, we barely left my friend Jimmy's house and sitting on Highland Boulevard and you know, the bus lane, um, uh, where the bus is supposed to be or it's for the right turn. So we're just sitting there light. I don't remember what car it was. I don't know if it was an Audi or what what was the first car you you said? Uh, 350Z. That was a popular one. (laughs) So it just zoomed right by us to go right in front of us and then make a quick right turn. And another, and and another funny thing is you always seeing cars that need to race each other. They clearly know each other (laughs) and they're going in and out of traffic, you know? All right. Next one. Staten Island comedy. Staten Island comedy. It's garbage. It's taking everything Big from news. me. Uh, no, Staten Island Comedy's back. It's Christian. booming. It's great. What do you have, Christian? The potholes. Oh, the potholes. I was just about to say. If Fast and the Furious 10 is filmed on Staten Island, Vin Diesel's going to go, I live my life one pothole at a time. <laughs> uh, I guess we'll try for one more. Jerry, you give me one. <laughs> it's for him. He's the guest. What's the one word you can never say on a podcast? And, uh, that's what it costs. Exactly. Uh, 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 the uh, South Shore. 
The South Shore's my home. This, oh. is, this is where, this is where uh, baby is. North Shore. No, um, uh, uh, uh. North Shore, Mid Shore. They're all soft. This is where the real boys are. The boys are here. All the rich kids. All the rich kids. Are the rich kids? Oh, they're fine. They keep to themselves. They stay home. Play their video games. Don't bother me. Uh, they're not taking my parking spot. Go, uh, going to uh, Staten Island. Going down to the New Jersey Shore for the summer. DJ's bro. Uh, Staten Island going to New Jersey. He's doing that next week, Joe. I'm doing <laughs> Staten Island's going hey, to... we don't talk about the promised land. Yeah. <laughs> Every guido is going to migrate back. When that opens up... I'm angry. We might have the vaccine for COVID, but we certainly don't have it for syphilis yet. <laughs> <laughs> What's your take on Staten Island's going to New Jersey and New Jersey in general? I, love, I mean, I love New Jersey. I mean, uh... I don't know. It's, just, it's, it's just like, listen, I don't talk, I don't speak ill of the dead or New Hoisey. <laughs> Although Murphy, Murphy's a little bit of a cocksucker. I don't like that guy. Oh, no. Governor, stay out of it, Murphy. <laughs> uh... Why? Okay, so he's now going to be banned for another two years now. <laughs> Guys, I'll see you in 2026 when they add someone else who I'm sort of friends with and they'll invite me back. In Staten Island and their pizzerias. Oh, I love listening. Just, I mean, official rankings, best pizzas, all right. One bite, everybody knows the rule. Everyone knows the rule. Oh, when he had the sex tape, I made a joke. All right, guys, one thrust. Everyone knows the rule. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, say so ain't no Joe and Pat, but this is pretty good. Seven out of ten. Now give this lady seven out of ten. Uh, I would say Joe and Pat's. That's yeah. my favorite. It's nostalgic. I grew up around there. Uh, Brothers Pizza. Ciro's, which is like Joe and Pat's Jr. Lee's. Lee's. They have good bar pie. And, uh, well, don't, 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 don't speak bad of Lee's. All you right. Now you're canceled. That's it. Right. Guys, you're not going to see me until 2030. <laughs> so anyway, so uh, you guys heard that cut. It's because he made a joke just as bad as, as, uh, as the 30 minutes I had to cut out on the first one. <laughs> Is Christian giving us the go home signal now? Yes, he's giving a go, go, go home, go, 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 go home, go home. Guys, it's been fun. I'm glad you had me again. He's he's, he's banned for another two years. <laughs> Can't wait to see this one's going. Guys, listen, subscribe to the uh, Caputo Plus server. <laughs> when it comes out, you can get some stuff from the Caputo Vault every uh, every couple of uh, was it ten years? Yeah, you you more uh, you're more generous than Disney. It's the time, Disney Vault every time. <laughs> time, to, time to do shit plugging, and it doesn't sound like what it says. Roundtable, Jerry. The change within podcast everywhere and anywhere. Uh, Chris, time time to plug our shit since we have the same shit. Uh, the you can follow us on Instagram at cgjpod. Christian Gerard Jerry, uh, Computer Podcast on Facebook. Please check out our previous episodes. The most recent episode with Rob Corbino, frontman of Midnight Foolishness, Kenny K, and Jack Lorenzo. Um, and check and please check uh. A previous post with our friends, three ugly guys, Kenny Kane, all They're his so movie and, and uh, uh, other projects. Christian, all right, here's my sh- here's my long plug. Your here. stick, what you stick. can read. Nightsport.com is a growing social media experience that began with the dream of creating a community of nerdy f- fans that are not restricted by an algorithm. It's a place where content creators can share their videos, articles, and posts. Without the suppression from big social media. That's big social media, not big pharma. <laughs> a place where people can share ideas, requests, inputs, and growing topics. A network where people can sell their products or services without being scrutinized by another big brand eating up the marketing share. That's nightsport.com. Nightsport.com. And Jerry, take it home. Love you.